Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 3, titled The Walk-It. Okay, so we got a lot going on in this episode. Uh, First and foremost, uh, we got the payoff to that little nugget dropped in the last episode uh, where Emmett and Leanne's source... Yeah, I remember both of their names now. I'm learning. Woo! Uh, we got the payoff to that guy saying, oh, 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 oh can't be on hold. Uh, you have to follow up on that intel. You have to get into that factory because it's being moved. And you have to check the settings on that uh, propeller grinding machine deal. Uh, so now we see Philip and Elizabeth uh, sort of infiltrating that factory as everything's being moved. And trying to get said intel. And what results is this really amazing sequence that is so brilliantly handled. So, Elizabeth and Philip go in. uh, And Elizabeth is opening up all these crates, trying to find uh, this machine. And then this one guy, Derek, comes in and is like, Hey, what are you doing? And Elizabeth sort of tells her story like, oh, I'm Jackie, I'm here to uh, oversee some stuff about the move. Uh, they want extra packing around the machine. And Derek's like, oh, that already got moved. And then, like, without saying anything, uh, Carrie Russell and this other guy, like, brilliantly, uh, through bro- brilliantly convey through body language... Uh, Derek sort of figuring out that this is not on the up and up. Elizabeth realizing this and sort of getting more aggressive. And then Derek realizing, oh crap, I'm in serious danger here. Like, they keep going through pleasantries as Elizabeth is getting more intense and Derek is getting more scared. Uh, Derek shows Elizabeth pictures of his kids. And it's, like, getting, like, very nervous and shaky as he's guiding uh, Elizabeth towards uh, a set of propeller blades that is supposed to be the next best thing to looking up the settings on the machine. So, Philip and Elizabeth, they get this intel. Not exactly the intel they wanted, but close enough. And then uh, Elizabeth takes one of the pictures of his kids and is like, just like, oh, it's uh, this kid's name, right? I I forget the names of his kids, but like, oh, this one, right? And then just pockets the picture and they both walk away. Like, oh, it's so cold and so brilliantly handled and so extremely subtle. I love that sequence. It's so freaking good. 
Uh, but arguably more significantly in this episode, uh, we see Elizabeth working to fulfill this promise to Leanne that in the event of her and Emmett's death, she will deliver a letter to Jared explaining who they are, where they come from, all that. So Elizabeth gets this letter from Emmett and Leanne's house, and she goes over in disguise to where Jared's li living now. Uh, apparently he's living with some people he babysat for over the years, and they've, like, taken him in. And this whole discussion that Elizabeth and Jared have is so heartbreaking. It, it's really hard to watch in complete honesty. Like, it's just the most, like, the saddest thing ever as Elizabeth is trying to comfort Jared. And Jared is, like, just so otherworldly depressed over the passing of his parents and is talking about, like, I had an ear infection. She never wanted me to go into the pool if I hadn't gone swimming. And he's, like, starting to go on the it's my fault thing that I think everyone goes through when, uh, when someone close to them is taken unexpectedly. And then, like, as Elizabeth is having this heartbreaking interaction with Jared, uh, she sort of comes to the conclusion that, like, yeah, maybe telling him that his parents are Russian spies. Not the best idea right now. And so she just goes and burns the letter. And it's just like, no, screw this. I'm not gonna destroy his world any further. Like, she sees how shattered he is. And it's just like, I don't want to ruin him. More than this life already has. It's brilliant. It's really, really amazing. Uh, on the Stan front, uh, we have him continuing to investigate this walk-in. Uh, we learn that he was in Vietnam. Had a couple of years where he was in a military hospital. Uh, because of a gunshot wound that fractured his pelvis. And Gad actually tells this story of how, like, he got third-degree burns on both of his legs in Vietnam and was in there for just a month. But even being there just a month, like, he can say the people who are in there for years, that just becomes their life. Like, he just sort of came out broken on the other side. And then as Stan's investigating this dude, it takes... Such a left-hand turn when he starts to realize. Oh, wait. There's a big gathering of World Bank officials that his boss just told me about. And he called in sick on that day. And... Oh, God, the, the hotel they're at is right across from the laundromat. He was doing loads of laundry in, and he's going to do an assassination. And so he just, like, flat out runs over there and has this brilliantly constructed standoff with this guy. 
And it's so tense and perfect and fantastic. And probably the highlight of this episode in my mind. Uh, it's between that and the Elizabeth Jared scene. Uh, it's so, so well done. How Stan's trying to talk this guy down. And this walk-in is talking about how he uh, came back from Vietnam and realized who the real enemy is. Uh, no one cares. These people don't care about... Uh, Ordinary people, and I find it interesting how, like, his last words are, Ronald Reagan doesn't care. Like, this is a man who's, like, political, social, economic beliefs, like, got so shifted to the point where his last, his last words are, Ronald Reagan doesn't care. Like, has been, has become so disenfranchised with America. And, like, he's... Slowly moving the gun and stands like, stop moving the gun! And, like, right at the last second, like, he waits until he has no other choice, Stan does, to shoot him. But he ends up doing this, uh, and also Stan's now apparently getting a medal. So, hey, good for him. Much more moderately in this episode... Uh, we get a tiny bit of Stan and Nina progression. Uh, Stan tells Nina, I love you, for the first time. Uh, which is what, uh, the Resentura was kind of pushing for. Uh, was kind of pushing towards Nina to get into that I love you state. And Nina was like, oh, I think he should say it first. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we got that payoff. And also, as Nina's writing his... As Nina's writing her report, uh, Oleg sort of barges into her office and, uh, continues to make moves on her and gives her a hockey ticket. So what we're getting is, like, the most bizarre love triangle ever. Like, this is a bizarre love triangle where <laughs> these two men are... Head over heels over this one woman who does not care about either of them. Using one of them and completely doesn't give a shit about the other. It's so strange and amazing and I love it. Uh, meanwhile, Paige, after she finds the address for this great aunt, quote-unquote, via the postcard... Which, by the way, I completely forgot to mention in the last episode. I apologize for that, but that was kind of a big deal. Uh, she decides to make a huge trip to see her great aunt, quote unquote, uh, and sort of ends up sneaking around, ends up cutting school, and rides the bus all the way up. Uh, she makes a friend on said bus, and they're talking about, like, uh, their parents' uh, marital problems. This girl's parents are divorced and despise each other to the point where they can't live in the same state. Uh, Paige's parents were separated briefly. And she doesn't even know why. And then uh, she... She gets up to said great aunt's house and this great aunt, quote-unquote... Uh, is having a bit of an, uh, bit of a dementia slash Alzheimer's moment where she 
thinks, quote-unquote, that Paige is her daughter, quote-unquote. And then Paige leaves, comes back home. By the time she gets back, Philip already knows that she went to see her great-aunt, quote-unquote. And, and Philip is pissed. He is absolutely pissed and livid about all of this. And he has this whole scolding of Paige where he's like, I'm sorry you don't have enough family, but we've worked hard to maintain this. I lost my father when I was six. You're lucky to have what you have. And then how does Paige respond? But with calling this girl she met on the bus and sneaking out of the house to meet her. So yeah, that's not going great. <laughs> that whole familial bond is not going too well. Uh, also, a couple of extremely minor points. Uh, we got some flashbacks of uh, Elizabeth not wanting kids, then deciding it was time to have kids, and then caring for Paige as a baby. Nice little evolution there in the past. Uh, and also, Henry spends the entire episode obsessed with this star chart that he got out of a comic book that then fails. Which, by the way, what did he expect? He got it off the back of a freaking comic book. That shit never works. If you get something off the back of a comic book, it never works. Take it from someone who has tried to make so many back of the comic book gadgets work. They never do. It's always trash. It's always Garbo. Uh, but yeah, this was a pretty great episode. Uh, this was really, really good. Uh, definitely provided some serious payoff on a bunch of stuff. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or... If that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 4. Talk to you then.